Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again joining us here today. On today's episode, we're doing something a little different. We're turning one of the host's microphones around. Our guest this week, Joey Couture. Now, Joey, you guys know Joey. He's the co-host. He's been wanting to be a guest for a while. We were happy to accommodate him on this podcast. And uh, we get a big glimpse of who Joey Couture is in in this episode. I think it's an absolute outstanding episode. We learned a lot about Joey. And uh, enough of me yepping about it. Let's let you guys listen. So here we go. Hoopod number 17 with our guest, co-host, Joey Couture. On your mark. Get set. Are you ready to rumble? I don't know. I tried something. Hello and... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We're professionals, damn it. Good start, good start. (laughs) Good night, Night Vale. You've been watching it. I mean, watching it. You've been listening to it. Oh my, it's... 24 24 episodes in now. Isn't it epic? So, it's it's good. And I I understand what you mean by the voice. I'm like, yeah. I know, right? But you you say it's good, not great. I can pull off a good Cecil. It's got to be great. No... Well, I'm listening to it all the time, so take that as you will. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's. I, I know it's fleshing out. I'm still at the beginning. You know, there's the, the mayor just resigned, and there's lots of stuff. Spoilers. Lots of stuff. Spoilers. <laughs> Which mayor, though? Oh, uh-huh. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, let, let's 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 try again. Okay, we got this. Wait, there's 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 more than one mayor. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hello and welcome to another Who Pod. Today I will be hosting uh, the lovely Tyrell and Puxty. I had to call myself lovely because sadly Blair actually couldn't introduce me. But we do have with us today, obviously, Blair Be- Beveridge. Blair Be- Be- Beveridge. Couldn't say your name. I cannot yeah. talk today. You, you did not practice my last <laughs> <I> name. <didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the lovely... Gorgeous, Joey Couture as our guest. How cool is that? I know, right? Hey, Joey. Like, yeah. We turned the microphone around. I know. Oh. I'm on the other side of the desk, and I have to say, the guest chairs—they're not that comfy. I think we need to up our budget a little bit. Yeah, we usually have a few springs uh, poking know. into them. We don't want them to get too comfortable, you know. Well, it's a good thing I'm caught up on my booster shots. <laughs> We had to increase our bandwidth connection to Australia, you know, so, you know, things had to be cut. Mm, that's true. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm she high is. maintenance, she's, guys. She's super expensive. I, uh, I am, darling. <laughs> Mr. Joey, tell us a little bit about where your name came from. All right. So my name, um, which is not actually my real last name because I kind of, it's kind of like a pen name slash stage name slash DJ name because I'm kind of a, a Joey of all trades. Um, I was with a friend of mine and her daughter was in dance class and her dance teacher that particular year wanted to do a Britney Spears circus, basically like extravaganza. And they needed to come up with some kind of outfit costume, um, that you would use in dance, but was circus related. 
And at the time, you know, she really didn't have, like, a lot of money to go out and spending on, like, a new costume and stuff. And a lot of, um, the, of the parents were actually going out of their way to spend, like, two, $300 on outfits for their kids, which I thought was just outrageous. And I'm like, okay, you know, I watch enough, you know, of the Home Garden Network <laughs> and, like, DIYs and stuff and all the stuff on YouTube at the time. I'm like, I'm like... Is there anything that she has that, you know, you could recycle and she's not going to be upset by it? And she's like, well, I mean, I have this, but, like, I mean, it's 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 really ballerina and tutu. I'm like, okay, so you hack this part off and we go to the craft store, get some supplies, and we go to town. And she wasn't too crazy over the idea. She thought maybe it would work. Um, but by the time we were done, she looked way more couture and expensive than the other girls did who spent like $300 and all we did was we took a dress that had been used for a recital um, the the year before which still fit spent $20 on supplies and made it look <laughs> completely different and she's like it's a Joey Couture original so that's where the, the whole name thing came off because she was ripping off Juicy Couture which I could never wear those pants I couldn't pull Honestly, it off that- Nobody should wear those pants. I'm sorry. With the handprints. You have juicy written across your ass. I mean, if you got an ass that can that can handle the word juicy, like by all means, go for it. But no, not not me, not right now. My my ass is a little too wide <laughs> instead of like poochy. The way that Tyra Banks would say anyway. <laughs> is poochy a good thing? Poochy. Well, yeah. I mean, because it, it is, and. Okay, wow, this totally went in a whole different direction, but that's okay. I'm still gonna roll with it. Um, <laughs> the, I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of like you know, like that 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 nice, like uplifted, rounded out. You know, just like you look at it, and you're like ass when you look at it. Like that. That's what a poochy ass is. It's like you look at it, you're like that's an ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of, I'm just rolling with this. Well, I've got to say though, going back to, you know, using 20 bucks to make something that's so couture, so lovely. I I think it's really fantastic because when I did my debutante ball, yes, it's a thing. And yes, it's very big in little Australia. Um, We had girls that were spending, (laughs) we had all these girls spending like, three to six thousand dollars on a dress oh my god i didn't understand it i didn't understand it it's not like it was even a wedding it was just a little debutante ball so we ended up going to like this old sort of warehouse shop and found this great little dress for under a hundred dollars and you know it looked fine it looked like a white dress like all the other ones (laughs) looked like so I'm, i'm all for that i really don't understand spending unnecessary money so, bravo. Well done. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Yes, yes, I approve. But what are your, que- what are your questions, Blair, about my debutante First ball? of all, the last time I thought the world had seen a debutante was the 1800s. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, I saw the picture of you in the dress, <laughs> and it looks like a wedding dress. So, at least... Yeah, they which, all do. You know, at least from my North American point of view, is a little weird, a little, little off. Like, did you get married when you were younger? What, did I miss <laughs> I've got this sordid past. Um, uh, more the name debutante, more than anything else. Like, I, I, I have no idea what the background history of it all, but it sounds like a, an old American South term. 
and uh, that that's that's my ignorance shining through clearly. So, yeah, it's just a, it's called a coming out ball, meaning that you're at fifteen presented to society <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> well, you know, eighteen hundreds—that's pretty much what they used to do, I guess. Um, well, I told you Australia was a little bit backwards, so it's, we're really proving the point now. No, it's fine. I, I don't mean to bash on any <laughs> traditions. It's just I honestly because. I knew that as is from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> so I, that was that's where my I've I've seen that movie a couple of times. The girl I used to date was obsessed with it. So and I but I always only remember the beginning because the I usually lose interest in the middle somewhere. But um, I always remember the coming out party for Vivian Lee or whatever Scarlet Scarlet, and I was just like, oh okay, this is this is like oh look at how pretty I am and. And don't you, all you people who aren't even half as pretty as me, want me? You know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it, honestly, it was fashion, pretty much, it was pretty much that. I, I left after about two hours and went and played World of Warcraft. Anyway, Joey. Go. Yeah, there, there you, go. you go. It's a good way to spend your debutante. Mr. Joey, could you tell us a little bit about uh, your human-related statuses? So just like your Twitter account name, your... All your adventures online. All right. So the way that my human cred came into play was, um, well, I'll start off with kind of a, a prologue first, actually. Um, I had first uh, kind of become acquainted with Felicia Day um, back when, because I didn't actually get to like watch, watch the show when it aired, uh, because it, it was on at a weird time, and... I was always doing extracurricular activities with school, um, especially during the the last season of Buffy. But uh, through the original box sets of the DVDs, like the really cool, thick ones that fold out with all the beautiful artwork in it, um, that was how I uh, became associated with Felicia when I saw her on the show. Did I know who she was then? No. Um, But then in 2007, I was with a uh, non-profit online radio station uh, and we associated with the game city of heroes and on one of the servers uh the justice server that was where the, the station name had come from and one of our listeners slash uh members he was like he was talking about the dr horrible sing-along and i wasn't really interested in itunes at the time because i had tried to buy a song once and what ended up happening was the song somehow got purchased like 10 times and i had to go through a whole fiasco so that was where that was the platform that it was first released on so i still didn't really realize who felicia was yet and then he was also the same person that talked about the guild and i had remembered seeing like one of the episodes and I wasn't interested in World of Warcraft at the time, so I never paid attention to it. Uh, but then after going to like my first convention in San Francisco, where I was actually sponsored to go, which was really cool. One of the players in City of Heroes, uh, he sponsored me to go. And attending KublaCon, which is a massive tabletop convention, was so incredible. It was amazing. I got to walk around. The, the the hotel in pajamas and sneakers it was like the greatest weekend of my entire life and i learned a little bit more about the guild then which then translated on later when i got to go to more uh conventions specifically anime ones and i discovered the guild on netflix again and 
was rewatching it, so that was where I discovered her. Furthermore, I got a little bit more obsessed, and I was like, oh yeah, she was on Buffy, and she was in this. So she was then doing some stuff on YouTube and launching Geek and Sundry, and that was where I started to follow uh, the flog. I, I miss the flog, and I know I know it's a very tiring thing for Felicia to do. Like it's it's a constant. Like one day you're filming like five different flog episodes that have to be released. You know, so f- long down the road. But at the same time, it, it it was a show that is still near and dear to my heart. So um, when she started streaming on Twitch. I didn't know about it until I'd say, oh, three or four episodes into Legend of Grimrock, and I started following her more, and that was where I started doing the abridged versions of her streams, because I, anytime like she would react with the uh, the chat audience, or anytime she would just make a joke or look at the camera funny, I was like, you know, this would be really, really great if, if only these moments were like just, you know, cut and slapped together to make it, like, a really, like, long, funny highlight reel. So, uh, thanks to Toronto Gal, who, because I would, I had been presenting the question, and when you've got, like, you know, 1,500 people in a chat, you know, your question will fly by. So, uh, she, I have to thank her for it, especially. She's part of the reason for it. Um, she got to the question over to Felicia, and Felicia was totally for it. So, I was, do, I did that, and then... Uh, when she was releasing the book, you know, I got to go to the book signing in Brookline, Massachusetts. So I've been interacting as much as I can where I can with whatever's in my ability. I feel like I kind of spun off on a tangent, though. That's a tangents are encouraged, as Blair says. That's right. I know, but it, it went in a weird, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey kind of a way. <laughs> all right. Put on your fez, and we're on. We're along for the ride. I don't look good in a fez. I look. Nobody looks good in a fez. I've never tried a fez. I look so bad in a fez. That's a little Aladdin hat, isn't it? Oh, you could pull. See, you know what? She probably could. Thing. Yeah. She could totally pull it off. She's got one of those whole, like, just debutantes about herself kind of that she can. And... She could dress up as Tot- you know, Totoro and look gorgeous. It's like she can do it. Oh, bless. So that smile. Oh, smile yeah. that lights up the world. I'm sure. Honestly, though, is that the fez that that's a little Aladdin hat, isn't it? Yes. But they're not that little, are they? They're big. Um. Yeah. Th- well, it depends. Um. Some of them are big. Some of them are smaller. But usually, they have um like a tassel attached to the top. Right. Because you could looks like you could drink tea out of it. It looks like you could have it on your head, and then flip it over, and then I don't know, have like a shot out of it. The little ones that Aladdin wears. Are we thinking of the same one? No. Uh, well, I mean, there are those, but generally speaking... Um, bigger than that, I think. I'm just getting my knowledge from a yeah, cartoon. Yeah, they're, they're actually like... like we, we have, a, yeah. we have a, a charitable group, at least in Canada, I think it's in the U.S., called the Shriners. And yes. they're known for wearing them and riding go-karts and parades. So they're, they're, they're kind of like a hat that's like a cylinder put on your head with a golden tassel on top. That is cool. I'm going to get a fez. Yeah, I, I think you can pull it off. I hate to say it, but I think you might be the first person in history to look good in a fez. Challenge accepted. Well, I'll prove you wrong. Okay, so, Mr. Joey, tell us a little bit about um, yes. all these amazing things that you do. So we know that you are into DJing or editing and all of that. So could you tell us a little bit more about how you started off? 
All right, so uh, DJing, uh, interestingly enough, um, part of it comes from a passion for music, and I love all different kinds of music, uh, whether it's you know contemporary, top forty, hot one hundred, rock, metal, some rap. It all it really all depends. Like I can only hear about somebody shooting their baby mama so many times before I'm just like, okay, it's been done and over. Like, tell me a different story. That one's getting stale. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm <sighs> see. So I have to, okay. I have to explain something. Like in my head. When I'm listening to music, I'm actually, like, if I'm just, like, sitting somewhere out in public, like, in the middle of somewhere where there's a lot of people going around, I'm. it's almost like I'm picturing, this is the opening scene of a movie when I'm listening to music. Like, is this, with this, does this song that I'm listening to, does it soundtrack well with the setting? And sometimes I'm like, okay, it needs to transition. So it will transition, I'll transition a song into something else that I feel relates to the mood or that time of day, and... That was where I really learned that I enjoy creating um, set lists for DJing. So when I had discovered Justice Radio uh, through City of Heroes, they put me through a long intern process because they knew that I was very passionate, but they also knew that what I knew about radio was what I had heard from FM stations, and that was what I was used to hearing, and... At the time, uh, there was it's still widely used, and it's a program called Sam Broadcaster. And it's an interesting tool when you don't have a script on your server that allows you to just grab hold of the stream so that you can broadcast. Because I come from uh, a generation where you had to be inside TeamSpeak, and you had to make sure that you did not have a really bad delay because they would do a countdown of when they're going to hit the, the uh, stop button on their thing, and then you have to immediately grab hold of it uh, by pushing uh, the starter on yours. So there was a lot of practice there. There was a lot of practice with audio editing, which um, has come to the, the hoopod. A lot of what, mm-hmm. I've lear- what I originally learned is what I do here, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and do well, I might add. <laughs> I, I mean, I try. I mean, I, um, I mean, I'm not uh, some, you know, guy on Pro Tools and you know, working with you know millions of great artists or anything like that. But for what I do, I, I, I take notes from a lot of what other people do. So I'm like, okay, so they do it this way, and this person does it that way. Well, I like qualities of both, so I'm gonna use both of them together. Like, I'm a big fan of talk radio, so I try to do that with some of the editing with Hoopod, because every now and then, like, we'll have, a, like, a really bad delay, and when that happens, it kind of, like, it, it, it kills the flow. Well, we mm-hmm. don't want that, so that's right. why I end up, generally speaking, I have to fix timing on certain things and uh, making sure that things are recorded in certain formats and that they're compressed right and everything else, so... I get when I get into that zone, I get into that zone, and there's there's no coming out of it. Like Blair will attest to that, like because I'm three hours because I used to be on the same time zone as him, but now I'm not. So it for me it'll be like four thirty in the morning, and I'll be still like finishing it up, and I'll be messaging him like it'll be I'll have it ready for you here shortly, and he'll be like go to bed. 
Because <laughs> I'm so I'm so enveloped and wrapped into it. It's it's like when I do an abridged uh, version of one of Felicia's streams. I mean, you, when you think about it, you're dealing with three hours of footage. So when I get in that zone, like sometimes I'll spend an an entire day just doing that. And some people who don't get other people's creativity or how they work, they're like, you just sat there and wasted an entire day in front of a computer doing nothing. I'm like, it's not nothing. It's it's enjoyable. It's fun because from that, I'm learning all kinds of things. I'm learning more about the Adobe suite, which is really cool, um, especially with, like, with After Effects. Um, so I enjoy doing all that, and I also do enjoy um, just creating really... Like, sometimes they're simple, sometimes they're not. Um, elaborate storylines, uh, for especially, like, writing. I'm also a role player. Um, I will attest to that to one of the servers on City of Heroes where players, they could create a bio. And that's one of the things I missed about City of Heroes is that it allowed you to really become creative with your character because it you could be from another world or you could have your character take place in that world altogether and you could literally, you know, role play out your character through the chat and everything because there was tons of emotes, the costume and and facial editing and everything. It allows you to do so much. And it's really unfortunate that that's gone because so many games now, they don't really attest to that. They don't really allow you to fully envision and create your character that somebody else could be like, oh, okay, so I can totally understand why this character is who he is. And again, I'm going off on many tangents here. Um, I, I understand the stress now of like what guests Encouraged. go through because you want to spill everything out. Tyrion's <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I was on the other side of this to begin with. That's all right. <laughs> one one of these days, Blair, one of these days you're going to be here. Oh, I think that too many people hear my voice too much as it is. <laughs> all my stories will be gone by the time those days come along. We'll yeah, have to you do like a greatest hits for you. bring up the carrot dream again. I yes. can. Sorry. You can always bring up the carrot dream again. I mean, that's a classic. Oh god. A classic anecdote. Oh yeah, that that'll be number oh. one on his greatest hits. Like I'll go through all the episodes and I'll just collect all the little <laughs> things. Oh god. <laughs> I should do. I should do one with my goblin shaman voice the whole time. Um. Yes, I do want to talk about that in a little later, uh, later. second. But yeah, this is later. all about so Joey. Do go on, Joey. Yes, exactly. Yes, do go on, Joey. <laughs> uh, one of the other things, though, that I do is um, I'm a graphic designer, and I'm not a graphic designer in the traditional sense. Like, if you ask me to create a logo from scratch, sure, I'm going to be spending some time doing it because it's not where my main focus is. It's more along the lines of, okay, you have your logo file and you're giving me some raw materials like you know some promo shots or you know some color swatches or something that you want incorporated and from that like I will create the greatest looking poster or album cover or book cover that you know you you could have ever wanted or imagined and that's what I do um a so you're a puzzle builder like someone gives you all the exactly pieces and you build the puzzle exactly okay. like if somebody was like hey we need you know a new thing to promote this or whatever, like I could totally put that together, give you, give the impression like this is what this is, um, which is what I did for Tuesday night when I made her banner for uh, the conventions that she gets to attend uh, at different sci-fi and horror conventions. Um, Cause I actually posted pictures of that 
constantly on Twitter. I got so excited because I had made it, and it wasn't until a month later that I got to see what it looked like when it was, you know, fully, pr- you know, printed and fleshed out and and hung up. And I was just like, I was I was blown away. I'm like, something that I made like that is now in a public place where everybody's seeing it. It's not just that it's posted online. Like, I get really excited when I see something like that, and it, that's where I think I get more excited about how other people might react when they see something that I've done as opposed to like, I want to put this out to impress people. I like, I just like, I really enjoy getting the reactions and the feelings that people receive from anything that I create or put out into the world. That's really more about like what I like to do. I I totally get that. Like I've been in projects where it's all about me and I've been in projects where it's a collaborative type environment. And I, I actually prefer the collaborative one where I could see how people are reacting to the full thing as opposed to just me standing in front of a camera talking. It, for me, when I do that, that's not really art. That's just me kind of you know, standing in front of a camera talking. I don't know to do that. But when I'm part of a, a piece, when I'm part of a project, when there's a lot more going on, I get a lot more from that. And I, and I love seeing the feedback from that. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, um, most notably your goblin performance. I love the hand gestures. You know, I, I didn't waiting. notice it until you said it. And now I can't unsee it, and that's the every oh time you God. just like wave your hand out. I'm just like, yep, and lift it out and say, and may the best woman <laughs> win. I was like, come on, work it out, RuPaul. Let's go. You know, you know the worst part is my hands were so sweaty because I'd been in that makeup all day when we were shooting that. And the makeup had come off the palms of my hand. And I'm sitting there showing it the whole freaking time, flipping it over. So I'm like, oh, it, it, anyway, again, back to Joey. I can't be unseen now. All I'm seeing is RuPaul. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It's like you're, te- I, you're, you're, telling, you're telling the other character, sashay away. <laughs> sashay away. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey across the country. Um, okay, so any some advice for anybody who wants to move to another part of the country, let alone the world, um, before any packing happens, you need to take inventory of everything that you're taking with you. So if you've got 500 books, you need to list out all 500 books, especially because um, depending on how... You know, you're moving the things, how they're shipping, whether they're going in a pod, whether they're going UPS, you re- it, and you need to make sure that that list is always within reach and that nobody walks off with it or, you know, tries tearing a page out of that notebook. Take inventory and hold it close until you're there and you're unpacking everything and because it <laughs> things fall off the back of trucks. That's yeah, right. um, because when... I moved cross country. Um, it was it was decided mid February that the move was going to happen, and I had to figure out. Okay, so I wanted I had to figure out what I was going to take and what I was going to either give away, sell, or just leave behind. And I had to leave behind a really really nice bed, <laughs> like the kind of bed you like. You lay down, and you're like, I'm never getting back off this bed. <laughs> It was a really nice one. Um, I had, like, a comforter built into the actual mattress. So it's like, oh, I don't want to leave it behind because that would have cost $1,500 to ship, and I didn't have $1,500 to ship it. So um, it, 
it really lets you know just exactly what you're attached to um, material-wise. Like, I knew I was not going to leave behind, you know, my computer or anything like that, but there were there were enough times where I would be going through my music collection and I would decide, well, do I really want this or do I really need it? And before you know it, I had <laughs> I had to go through my vinyl record collection because when you hold a, a single vinyl, you know, like a standard size one by itself, it, it's light. It's not really heavy until you get like 10, yeah. 20, 50, Crazy. 100 of them all <laughs> into a box and you're like, wow, I can't lift this now. I really have to decide if it's going to go in split if I'm going to split it up or if I'm just not going to take all of them. <laughs> um, I ended up having to sh send a lot of my stuff through UPS, um, like the like the bigger items. And I'm going to warn you all right now. Number one, make sure you have sufficient packing material inside, number one. And tape every inch of that box. I am not kidding. Because uh, it, we sent five boxes one day, and then it was a couple days later that we sent, we, we literally had to make three trips to the facility, and we sent the rest. So when the first five arrived, they, they looked like they had been through the ringer. Like, they were demolished. They, one of them seemed like they were trying to like tape it back together but it was like one piece of tape that was still hanging off the side the box looked like it had been like ripped into f like 500 pieces and then put back together stuff was missing no. um you know like family heirloom kind of things that you just didn't want to part with and that part of it was irritating but that also gives you a life lesson of you know now next time if this ever happens you're prepared and Thank God I had my, my list because anytime I opened up a box, I had that list. I was like, okay, yep, check. Yep, 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 yep. All of it's here. And it's fu it's funny. Unpacking is a lot faster than when you're packing it all up. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> because yep. it took me um, – because the job that I had previously, like, they were like, oh, well, you know, we want to make sure that you have some money, like, when you leave. So, like, they doubled my hours before – I had to leave. And then on, on top of that, I was dealing with being sick and I had coughed in the middle of the night so bad that I ended up ripping a muscle from the left side of my back and it wrapped all the way around to the front up to my chest. Oh. So anytime I coughed, I, I thought I was going to die. I had to literally have people hug the living hell out of me just so I could cough because it was, it was so bad. But somehow I managed in two weeks' time to pack wow. in an, an entire apartment, get it shipped off and sent, and then get on the plane. It was, oh my god. It, it, <laughs> it was so stressful because even though I had Dan at the time, um, he had never done anything like this before, so it really just rested on me. So like I'm packing for two people and... At the time, we had two cats. We had to leave one behind because the cat was not having a care, having it. Um, when you, because when you fly with an animal, first of all, you have to pay f for their space on the plane, and then you also have to have before they get on the plane, they need to have had a recent health check. And we couldn't get him to the vet. He was not going to get into the carrier. Like he, he Freddy Kruegered his way out of the carrier. <laughs> um, so we couldn't, we couldn't bring him, unfortunately. But we got to bring Ozzy. 
um, because he's a little bit better about being handled and having to, you know, be cramped in something for a while. And I was so proud of him. He, he meowed a couple of times, like when we had to go through, uh, security. Um, and then we were sitting, waiting for the plane to get on, but he was quiet the entire way there. He had a, a small little teeny tiny, like, you know, uh, liquid accident inside his carrier, but that that was to be expected. The poor thing was in there for like ten hours, um, but he he was so well behaved, and I was so proud of him. And then we got here in April, and that's about it, really. <laughs> um, so yeah, little lessons: make sure you take itinerary, and if you're moving with somebody, you make sure that they help you and that you don't put all the stress on yourself because. You will get sick, and it it's not fun. You know, I've I've contemplated the, the cross country move myself, and and I I always thought if I did it, I would just liquidate everything that was just of a monetary value, and then buy new things wherever I am because it just it seems like such an incredible hassle moving things across. Obviously, there's things that like the family heirlooms or things with sentimental value you can't do that with, but for the most part. I, I'm not overly attached to things and I would want to liquidate them. And I remember having the conversation hypothetically with, with my wife and she's just like, uh, no, <laughs> everything's coming. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, from a financial standpoint, she's probably a hundred percent right. But, um, I, for, I don't know. Things are things. Well, like here's, the, here's the thing. Um, I will openly admit, yes, I am 31 years old, and I do not hold a driver's license. And the reason I do not hold a driver's license is not because I'm lazy. It is because for a long time, I was afraid of driving a car because I had been in a really bad car accident, and they had to use the Jaws of Life machine to get me out of the back. Oh, Jesus. So, really? um, I was not too interested for quite a few years in uh-huh. in driving. I see that. And then I had – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I had a couple of lessons on driving and I loved it. Now, my problem is, is that because the way that laws work now is it doesn't matter what age you are, you have to have a permit first. And I suck at, at written tests. I really do. I suck at them so bad. I'm like, if you put me in this car, I will drive like I've been driving Miss Daisy all my life. Like I can do this, but you put a written test in front of me. And I start second guessing every single thing that I put down. I start thinking about what if situations instead of just a straight out answer. And that's my problem. That's the reason why I don't have a license yet. And now where I've moved, I don't really have a vehicle to really do that. So instead, what I do is there's actually what's really nice about this area. And I love it. um, There are commuter buses that will take you to the train station and it's like a 40, it's like a half hour to a 40 minute ride from where I live to go into Seattle. You just ride a train and it's the coolest thing in the world because this train is a double decker train on top of that. It's so awesome. I love it. And when you get into Seattle, if they're, depending on where it is you want to go, you can either walk there on the street and take your sweet ass time, or you can take buses and now here's the really cool thing about that is their buses run above and underground because Seattle used to have subways, but when they removed the trains, they realized, oh, the subway was actually beneficial. So now they they have like two halves of buses that are like interlocked, kind of like the the, the cable cars in Boston 
and those run along electric tracks underneath the ground, and then you also have them above ground at the same time. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like you're you're riding a bus train. It, it I I don't know. I get a, I get a really big kick out of it. Um, but anyways, back to what I was really getting at is you know if if you've got the vehicle means and you, all you need to do is rent a trailer. By all means, if you're gonna move cross country. Like you do the traveling part yourself because if you're gonna rely on shipping stuff, you're gonna lose stuff. That is such a long. That is such a long drive, though, man. <laughs> oh, but that's a um somebody that I used to work with. He actually um, has moved from from Maine all the way into Seattle, and they drove, and it was a three day trip. And but that, that's the thing, because when you're in a plane, okay, you're seeing clouds. That's it. That's all you see. You see clouds. Nothing special there. I mean, after an hour, it loses its effect. But if you're doing, you know, an actual drive cross country, you you get to see stuff. So I didn't get to see a lot of any of the country at all, um, except the inside of a couple of different airports that we were in, and that was it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that that would be the way that I'd have to do it as well. We have this uh, province up here called Saskatchewan where you can see your dog run away for a week. That's like right in the middle of the commute. Like it's it's. Ontario is kind of foresty. Manitoba is too. Nothing but wheat in Saskatchewan, and then you get into the Rocky Mountains, and that would, you know, from that point on, it's actually quite entertaining. But it's that middle section. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that would kill me. All right, so I want to know a little bit more about your geeky passions. So we already know that you're very eclectic when it comes to your music. Um, and actually, looking at this list here, wow. We've got Metallica all the way to Britney Spears. So can you tell us a little bit more about the music you like? What kind of concerts have you rocked out to? Any anecdotes? Well, okay. So my first indie concert was actually at a charity event that was held by uh, the station that I used to be with, Justice Radio. And it was held in Oakland, just outside of San Francisco, at a bar. And while KublaCon was happening, we were raising money for breast cancer awareness. And I apologize for the name. I did not come up with the name. But the name of the charity event at the time was called Bublicon. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. Well, it had, gets people's attention. High five. There, there, <laughs> there, there were um, suggestive tassels around certain places and, and everything. And... Um, it was it was actually the first bar that I actually went to, other than the bar that was inside the hotel. Um, so that was there was that experience, and then um, one of our DJs was is the lead singer of a band called Judge Unger, and they were performing on stage. So I got to see her perform live for the very first time, and uh, also her, her her DJ name at the, at the time was DJ Diva. So immediately I became attached to her hip most of the trip. <laughs> um, but her real name is um, her real name that she goes by is Star Cannon, and yes, that is her real name on paper. Huh. And I thought that was that was what her mom named her. Cool. And I thought that was I thought it was so brilliant. I'm like growing up with that name. Like, come on, like seriously, like you're not gonna become popular with that kind of a name. Seriously, come on. Um, but then after that, the only con- other concert that I've been to was um, a just dis- a disturbed concert. Um, 
yeah, Lacuna Coil, Kill Switch Engage uh, were all opening acts. Um, the lead singer of Kill Switch Engage, I have the photo of it somewhere, but he came up into the stands where me and my friend were standing, and he went to, like, grab my hand, kind of like, you know, like a high-five kind of a thing, and oh my god, first of all, the, the man has thick hands. Like, I'm talking, like, orc hands, okay? Like, really burly and strong, and holy crap, were they sweaty. They were sweaty as hell. Like, I felt like I dripped my, dipped my hand inside, like, boiling water. <laughs> That's how sweaty his hands were. Um... But then we got to obviously see Disturbed. This was when, back in 2009, and the concert was actually on my birthday that, that year. So that was where we got to go. And that was that in and of itself was an incredible experience. Um, I would love to go to other concerts. The problem is that I only, somehow I end up finding out about them when it's too late because I have such a wide musical taste that one minute I'm listening to one artist and another artist that I really love is passing through town the same day. And that's when I'll find out like, um, a band in this moment, uh, will be coming through here at the end of the month. But unfortunately <laughs> I don't really have the income really right now to cover a ticket, let alone the ability to go there to see them. So, um, that sucks, but yeah, uh, um, something similar happened to me this week. Um, you know, where it, it always happens, just like you always find out about it after it's happened. Ghost stories. Have you heard of this? It's a musical and apparently it is kind of interactive. So as an audience member, you're watching all the horror and the thrills and getting scared like that. And a lot of the cast members will come down in the audience and tap you on the shoulder or whisper in your ear and give you a real interactive experience. And it just looks so spooky and so unlike anything I've ever seen before. And of course it's only now in Perth, which, you know, might as well be in the Antarctic because it's a million miles away. But um, yeah, it's, it's just frustrating and we need to get some sort of app that will tell us exactly when something we love is on. Speaking of interactive experiences, out of all the shows I've seen, the one that I enjoyed the most was the one that was the most interactive. And, and I don't know, I think this tour is in at least the U.S., but it's called Tony and Tina's Wedding. You basically go to an over-the-top, stereotypical Italian wedding where <laughs> like the, the best man is a drug dealer, the maid of honor is the bride's gay brother, and like he's like every gay stereotype you could possibly imagine, um, and everything goes wrong during the wedding. You know, it just absolutely everything. the 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 mother of the uh, the groom is instead of celebrating her son's wedding, is mourning the you know her her husband's death, which happened like four years ago or whatever it is. So it just it is so over the top. And the interaction of it was just crazy. Like for me, and I'm just one person there, I had the maid of honor come up, whisper in my ear, it was great time last night, meet me out back in about 20 minutes and we can go at it again. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and, then the be Damn. and then the best man comes over to me and goes, yeah, yeah, 20 minutes out back smoking some weed. And I'm going, what? <laughs> Uh, I was like, well, I think the safer one to go to is the best man. So I ended up going out back and someone p actually passed a joint around. <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was it was just, oh, if you guys have that come to town or something of that ilk, I love that. It was such an incredible interactive experience. That is brilliant. I I I'm blown away because you never really hear about these sort of interactive. Exactly. 
Yeah, the, the closest thing we have is Dracula's, which I think I've spoken about it before, which is um, just dinner theatre, and you have to take a ghost train to get into the restaurant. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and the waiters and waitresses are vampires, and their job is to speak down to you and to sort of pretend to, I don't know, suck your neck every now and then to drink your blood. They, they don't obviously do that, but they'll be really rude, just say, excuse me, could I please have a water? And they go, oh, get it yourself kind of thing and it's just it's really great because you feel like you're just this sort of dirty little human in the vampire's lair and yeah they're basically gonna eat you afterwards but um so so if i ever come to australia you must take me to that definitely either on the gold coast or melbourne If, if there's any other australian listeners and you haven't been to dracula's please go you won't regret it that sounds amazing yeah oh and the dessert just very quickly the dessert is um a chocolate coffin with chocolate mousse inside. And yep. it sounds a little bit gross, but oh, it's just the tastiest thing I've ever had. And there are often many nights when I just lay in bed and I think about that chocolate mousse. It's really yummy. So, uh, Joey, tell us a little bit more about um, some of your geeky video games that you love. We know that you love Tomb Raider with Felicia Day's stream. Um, and I've got to say, I mean, I-, I really enjoy the little series that you've put together there. Um yeah, tell us a little bit more about Pokemon, Minecraft, WoW, anything you want, my love. Okay, um, so funny story about Tomb Raider. Uh, I think I mentioned this before. Um, when we got like a more higher-end video game system in the household when I was younger, uh, we had the Sega Saturn. And unfortunately, that only... That system lasted six months, and I think we actually got it like n- near the very end of it. Um, and originally, when Tomb Raider was in development, it was supposed to come out specifically for the Sega Saturn, but um, the studio decided that it wanted to also market it to PC and PlayStation, so it came out for those as well. But it was originally intended for just Sega Saturn. Um, and my mom had never played video games before and so she wanted something that she could probably get into so i have my mom to thank for my love for tomb raider because she's the one that brought it into the house and she spent three hours trying to to go and play the game so i pick it up and in five minutes i accomplished more than what she was able to so she it kind of became an interactive thing for me my mom and then eventually it was me my mom and my sister uh, where we they would sit and we would interact like, oh, hey, can you go over there? And, hey, what's that over there? And what's this? And what's that? Um, so, yeah, Tomb Raider has always got a special place in my heart for that specific reason. Um, but other video games that I have passions for, um, I love the original Spyro the Dragon series uh, before it went over to Blizzard. And I don't hate Blizzard for what they did to it, but I... It's just not Spyro anymore. Like, Spyro was supposed to be this adorable, sassy little dragon, and he's not that... He's not really that anymore. You know, it's all about these little statues now that you can that you spend, like, $10 on that you get for a little bit extra of gaming content. Um, but other video games that I, that I absolutely love would be uh, the Resident Evil series, especially, like, the original one with the really bad voice acting... <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know. If, I loved the original. Yeah, like I don't know if anybody has ever actually tried to play the original game, not the remastered one or whatever. But mm-hmm. 
it, yep. it, the voice acting is so bad. Like, it's worse than a 1950s B-horror movie. Like, it's so bad. But that's part of the charm for it. And... Almost as bad as the controls. Yes, because especially, like, with, with sometimes, like, when you turn a corner, the camera angle, like, is showing you from a faraway point down the hall. And you're like, okay, you know something's busting through the window or coming out through a door. But you get... You, you would get used to how the person was moving in the previous frame, and then when the camera changes, you have to quickly change it again, otherwise they're going to run back into the previous frame again. And it was such a pain in the ass. Oh my god, I'm so... Uh, that's the only thing I hated about it. <laughs> yep. um, Great game, but terrible yes, control. Yes, very terrible. Um, more recently, though, I... Uh, I played Diablo 3, got the expansion. Um, I haven't I haven't touched it in a while, only because I was playing that before the move happened. <laughs> so, I never got to go back to it. I mean, I still have it and, and all that good jazz. I'm a big fan of Diablo 3. I played a lot. Yeah, I would, I would love to play more of it, but um, I actually just recently got back into World of Warcraft. Um, I'm on, I'm now on the Proudmoore server and I used to, I'm on, I, t- I have characters on a bunch of different servers, but I've, I finally found a server where there's a guild that has a lot of people in it that play and they're really accepting. They don't care if you're new. They don't, they don't, they don't really care too much so long as you're a good person, which I was like, yes, good. I found a similar human community within the game so I can enjoy the game again. Um, because beforehand I was always a casual player and I would get so far with something I would either one character would either spend a lot of time in dungeons or a lot of times my character would just be doing quests and anybody that I was interacting with the time always ended up leaving the game so then I would just not play and now I've I've been learning how to tank for the first time. And let me tell you what, that is stress. Tough. That is stressful yep. all on its own because you start getting stage fright. You're just like, I'm going to freak <laughs> this up so bad. And, I, and it's true when I say it because the last few times that I've gone into a dungeon, like part of me avoids going into dungeons right now <laughs> because I have people, because first of all, the tab key is always your friend, but make sure you tab onto the right thing before you fire off anything. Um, especially yeah. when you're a tank and you have casters in there, go for the casters uh-huh. first. Like always look for casters. Like if you know that it's going to be a caster uh-huh. that's throwing spells, just try to target them first, no matter what you're doing, because I'm still learning all of the different controls. So my eyes are always diverted to the bottom of the screen naturally you, to, to see what I'm what hitting. What class are you, what class are you tanking with? Um, human paladin protection. Okay. AOE, so Consecration is your friend. Yeah, so yeah, now, anytime Consecration pops up, I'm always firing it off. Isn't the dru- is it the Druid? It's been a while since I've played. Is the Druid the one that can the be... Yeah, the bear. So it can be a tank, a healer, and DPS, right? Yes. It's the one class where you can do all three things. Yeah. Which, you know, make, made it a very popular class. I've actually never rolled a Druid. In, in WoW, I've, I've pretty much rolled almost every other class, but believe it or not. Well, see, I've always played DPS just because, you know, obviously, it's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. But when I rolled a druid, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give healing a go. It's a lower level dungeon. It was only like level 30 or so. So, you know, I thought I'd give it a go. 
course, there was drama. The tank left. Drama. You know, there's always there's always a drama. And then, of course, everyone looks at me and they say, "Hey, can you tank?" And my little drain eye just froze and didn't know what to do because I'd never tanked before. I didn't know, you know, even the rules of how to do it. And um, needless to say, it was really, really bad. But luckily, they were all really understanding and they were walking me through it because, again, it was at an earlier level. But, um, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun, but I don't think it's something I could do in the higher it's levels stressful. or the raids. Ooh, yeah. Like, one of my second character I ever I, I spun up was, was a DPS warrior, but most people don't care much for the DPS warrior because it never does top-end DPS. But they'll bring you in or you get automatically added to a group and they look at you and they're like, uh, can you tank? So I just started, yeah. you know, just building a tank set and eventually it was okay. Like, you know... I was good enough to do like the the the, the five man dungeons and, and whatnot, and um, but I tanked as a warrior, which for anyone who has tanked, that is the hardest of the tanking to do because it's just either you don't have beyond I think shout is your only kind of AOE type one. Like most mm -hmm. most other tanking classes have that thing that you know is constantly drawing things to them, and the warrior tanking is very hard. If you lose track of a character or one guy, it's usually it <laughs> game over. But. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. It was fun, but it was incredibly stressful. Whereas, you know, yeah. being a Huntard, like my first character, is, is pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, I, l I love my old Huntard. You just feign death and let the dog do everything. That's right. <laughs> oh, you want to hit me? No, I'm going to pretend to be dead. Oh, you're gone? All right, I'm going to stand back up and I'm going to start shooting people again. I mean... Pulls them every time. Yeah, it's like, oh, dead. Oh, okay, he's dead. Okay, yes, I got you again. But I, I loved my hunter, but there just comes a time where you just get sick and tired of hearing the, the shit talk. And you're just like, oh, fine, I'll play a harder class. Which is dumb because I yeah. enjoyed the hunter. But. No, I really, I, I've got to say, I've got to get back into it fully. Now, it is time for our rapid fire. Oh. But what are we going to do? Because who, Joey who, always does the rapid fire. This is Joey's fire. thing. Oh. I'm confused. Joe, I don't know. Is what there going to be another guest that's going to come like out of the closet from somewhere that we don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to give any old guests name because then it would be weird. Uh, anyway. But I'll do it. All right. I'll I'll oh, do you, it. You sure? I mean, I, I know it's. I know oh, it's a don't make job. it sound like it's a chore. Oh, oh my god! It. No, it's it's just like tanking, you know. It's tricky. All right, here comes the shout. Joey Coat. No, right. let me say this right. Joey Couture. Finally got it right. Took me what sixteen episodes? <laughs> Pretty much. Favorite word. <sighs> my lances. Yep. <laughs> yep, it really is. <laughs> Which I could thank for a model from uh, America's Next Top Model <laughs> for that one. <laughs> what is your worst habit? My worst habit is when I get really excited about something, my the level of my voice raises. It it's it's not like a, like a high pitched like oh my god like squee like I, I it's almost like i become like i'm shouting and people are like it's right it's fine i'm right here in front of you you don't have to yell at me and i'm like oh whoops i didn't realize i was i didn't realize i was shouting i'll just and then i just clam up and i stop talking <laughs> do you have any phobias um i do for the most part have a fear 
of heights, but it's it's like if I'm standing near the edge of something, like a really tall building, and it's obviously like, hey, one wrong move and you're you're gone. Like that's where my fear of heights comes in. Um, but uh, I don't like snakes, <laughs> and. Like, I don't care if it's a little garden snake either. Like, I don't care. I'm like, get it away. Like, nope. Remove it. (laughs) Because I don't want it to get pissed off. I don't want it to bite me. And some people are like, well, it would hurt it more if it bit you than you feeling the bite. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to get bit, period. Do you not understand that? Like, I just don't don't want fangs in my skin. Thank you. Um... And spiders. I don't care how big or small they are. If if it's across the room and I see it, I won't. I will be like, good. You stay on your side of the room. I'll stay on my side of the room. But if it surprises me, like either like lands on me or it's within like a few inches, I'm like, you just signed your own death warrant. You're gone. It's it's Al Capone with you right now. I'm burning down your house and murdering your family. So when Hoopod <laughs> travels to Australia, it sounds like I'll be traveling by myself. <laughs> oh no you could just put me in a plastic bubble put it's you all one good. of those zorbs roll you around like a hamster yep. oh no bad memories of the zorbs you've been in a zorb yeah I-, I thought I told you about this it was absolutely did an amusement horrific. park ride hit you when you were in your zorb well no no. well there was that it probably would have been safer if I was in my zorb when it happened but no no I was in um, New Zealand and um because it is that huge plastic bubble. And when it's been outside in the sun for a long time, the plastic smell is really overbearing. Uh, yeah. And you have to go through this... Yeah, you have to go through this tiny, tiny hole. And my bum got a little bit stuck on the way in. So they had to actually push me in to oh. get in. And there's this... Yeah, there's a tiny little pool of water in it as well. So that way um, you can slip in it so you won't stick. So you're fully clothed. You can barely breathe because the plastic is just so intense. Um, It's hot. Every time you breathe, it kind of fogs up the ball so you can't see outside. And then, of course, there's this little pool of water. So when they push you down the hill, naturally, I can't stand on my feet for long once something's going down a hill really fast. So I face planted into this shallow pool of water pretty much drowning it was like three inches high but i was pretty much drowning as it's going down this hill and yeah i pretty much had a near-death experience in azor because i thought i was um suffocating but um yeah not fun i I think we might have to do another podcast with tira (laughs) sounds like she's got a ton more stories (laughs) to tell (laughs) how really all right joey oh i will add on that i do have a phobia of claustrophobia Mm. and that's why I cannot go into one of those Zorbs because <laughs> that's why. Even though I know that there's a way out of it, the fact that I could get stuck trying to get in or out, I'm like, nope, 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 not. Fair enough. Yeah, the worst thing, very quickly, the worst thing afterwards is when the like hipster cool guy comes up and tries to take photos of you as you come out. So they have to tip the ball up so you can slide out of the hole. And meanwhile, I was about to cry because I was just so traumatized. And he's got a camera in my face saying, yeah, come on here, jump in the air. Yeah, say it's awesome. Thumbs up. Yeah, be excited. And in all of my photos, you can just see I'm grimacing with all these tears in my eyes going, yeah, trying to be happy about my incident. But yeah, anyway, do go on. So Joey added a couple of extra questions to our rapid fire section, and this one is new, so I think I'm going to write it, or write it, read it. If you, Joey Couture, were a member of the Spice Girls, 
what would your spice handle be? <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if he was going to use this one or not. Oh, to. my gosh. Saucy um, spice. <laughs> <laughs> I would be sriracha spice. Sriracha spice. Hot stuff. Yes. There you go. All right. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Well, um, I've had a couple, um, mostly because when most of them happened when I was much younger. Um, when I was born, I was born deaf, and not in the traditional sense of like you know certain things didn't develop or anything like that. Um, when I was born. I had to have multiple surgeries done on my ears, um, like having tubes put in, um, because I was born with what the doctor called the equivalent of saltwater taffy earwax. Oh, okay. It basically was like it had filled somehow. I had developed it, and it and it had just like filled the entire um, canal of both ears. So it was a lot of like cleaning it out, putting tubes in to keep airflow in, to keep it from happening again. Um, I went through like eight different surgeries for that. Um, but when, before that had happened, I, I was a little, I was a little shithead. <laughs> like you could ask my mom. Uh, there was a point where there was a neighbor who had a dog and this dog, I'm not, I don't like it when dogs get euthanized, but this dog he kind of needed it. He shouldn't have been allowed to, to be a pet. We'll put it that way. Um, because I, my little two-year-old self, wandered off and was like, oh, it's a puppy. I'm going to go pet it. And where I'm deaf, I can't hear my name. I had never heard my name before. And I can't hear anybody trying to call to me to stop. So I'm running. I'm walking off to go pet this dog who is saliving at the teeth at the end of its chain. The chain's ready to, to snap. This dog could eat me for dinner. And I'm giving my mom a heart attack. And I was probably like three feet away from this dog before I stopped, turned around, and came back and went back. Um, so... There was that. Uh, there was a time when I was obsessed with Alice in Wonderland, uh, specifically for locked doors, old skeleton keys, and keyholes. So I had taken my grandmother's car keys, and I thought I was going to open up a little door um, outside of the garage where there were metal flaps covering the sockets and stuck a key into it. Oh, my God. Boom. Next thing you know, uh, I don't remember the the distance that I traveled. Um, I just remember that the next thing I remember is somebody's running over to me. I'm on the side of the road at the end of the driveway, which was 30 feet from where I had started. Holy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, which is scary in of itself. Um, so there was that. And then there was the car accident that I was in in high school. Um, I was the last one taken out. I didn't have a lot of damage done to me. Um, I, my left collarbone was basically snapped like a chicken bone, it, and that's how it looked <laughs> in the the X-ray. Um, and I had broken my right leg, um, but I was the last one taken out, and they had to use the jaws of death to get me out because everything was crunched in a certain way that that you they couldn't pull me in any way, shape, or form to really get out of there. Um, so there was that, but I, re I remember that at one point 
I thought I was standing outside of the car looking at everything, kind of like frozen in time, like any shattered glass, like just floating there in the air. And it, it kind of was like a colorified version of when you're running back from the graveyard to your dead body in World of Warcraft. Like it kind of just looked, seemed like that kind of like a split second moment before like, you know, you come back to after you've been knocked out. Um, so yeah. Those were my near-death experiences. <laughs> cool. All right, let's get some mainstays. I, I know this answer, but I'm asking anyway. Your spirit animal. My spirit animal is a wolf. Yes, mine as well. Um, favorite color, I believe, is green, which is also mine. Um, it is it is green, but my I actually have two favorite colors. The other one is pink. Hmm. Yes. Which I'm actually now um, working on incorporating more of into my life. Um, because long story short, I am one of those people that I would let conform me to certain things. So, for example, like if I wanted to wear a pink polo, I would have people telling me that I shouldn't because I'd be attracting the wrong attention to myself or if I wanted to dye my hair a certain color like why would you draw attention to yourself like you're just gonna go and get yourself in the middle of a hate crime and people are gonna beat you up because of this and stuff so I let for a long for a very 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 long time I let people conform me um into certain things and I had to ignore the fact that pink was one of my favorite colors but slowly now I'm it's I'm now allowing it to be incorporated into my life finally so Unlimited storage, what would you have? Unlimited storage... <sighs> See, it's a toss-up between movies and music, but it's going to be more so music because, let's face it, in the, in, the, in the age that we live in now, we can stream we can stream movies anywhere, but music is something that I like to have stored offline so I'm not depending on a stream to watch it, or listen to it, rather. Very cool. Uh, CD to Mars, what would you take? You know, out of all of the episodes that we've done, I never stopped to think about that one. <laughs> um, it's a toss-up between two. It would be either Metallica's Black Album, which is just self-titled Metallica, um, uh -huh. or the seven-song EP acoustic uh, album from... Godsmack. The Black Album from Metallica is one of my personal favorites as well. It's it's like just about every song on there is worthy of being a single. That's the greatest thing about it. It really does. It's it's an incredible piece of art. And last, and definitely not least, our favorite question here on Who Pod: How totally awesome is Toronto Gal? Toronto Gal, there's. She's more awesome than anybody can really truly realize. Anybody who listens to this podcast, you, me expressing how awesome she is can only go so far because it's when you, whenever we've asked somebody to say how awesome she is or how awesome we think she is, it's it's only so much of the pot that you the other ingredients for that, you know, caspacho, you have to go and experience interacting with her yourself 
to really get that full feel because until that happens, like you'll never truly know how awesome and amazing she is in the community and how such an important staple she is that is the binding and glue that we all are in the community. Um, there have been a couple of times where my day has just not been going right. And it's almost like she knows it. And she is that kind of person that just without a second thought puts you before anything else. She wants to know, make sure that you're doing okay. She wants to make sure that, you know, your experience with the community and, and interacting with Felicia and Ryan and geek and sundry and everybody is going well. She wants to make sure that, you know, that a package that you've been waiting for, you know, for God knows how long that you were supposed to get is finally arriving. And she's always praising, you know, other people's artwork and, and gift work and, and anything that they do in the community. And I don't think team human would be where it is now without her. Um, in all honesty, I feel like maybe it would somehow in a way have faded away without her. And that is why she's so vital and important to it because she is for lack of a better ex uh, expression, she's she's that shrine crystal that we can never lose. And, and I would be one of the first people to jump up and say, I will defend the shrine. Do not fuck with it. <laughs> um, that's how amazing she is. And just a side note before I throw it back to Terrilyn, this podcast in its form that you currently are hearing it in exists because of Toronto Gal. Basically, Joey had had the idea to do a podcast um, before I had the idea, and I, I, I had the idea, and I, and I approached both Toronto Gal, um, Leangelis, who I, you know, are both kind of in community leaders, and then I also approached Ryan Day to make sure that he was okay with it because he was the one who coined, coined, uh, coined the term human. And um, Ryan gave his blessing. Leanne was very excited, and I asked her to be my, the first guest because of that. And Toronto Gal put me in touch with Joey, and, and she says, like, you know what, Joey had a very similar idea, why don't you guys work on this together? And I, I'm thinking this, it, there, there couldn't have been a greater conversation than I could have had, uh, because I, I, I think you add an element to this podcast that just, it, it's, it's something that can't be replaced. So Definitely. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Aw, uh, stop it, you'll make me flush. <laughs> All right, Terrilyn, back to you. Okay, so we're going to be running a little bit long, so I'll just do one round of Giggle Feud. So, yay! yay. Oh, I'm excited. We're going to kick this game's ass this time. Oh, oh. yeah. So here we go. <laughs> Giggle Feud. we got one shot to make this good. Should I stop? And we have to fill in the, fill in the blank. Should oh. I stop? <laughs> <laughs> First, first instinct is picking my nose. Okay, picking. Don't, don't know why. <laughs> my nose. No. Okay. Um, oh. Should I stop shaving? I don't know why. I'm going to put that one in. No. Okay. All right, Joey. Um. My brain's going in in like bad areas but it's also going in like really like pg areas and like they they would all work um should i stop 
breathing. Breathing. The, the answer no. is no, by the way. <laughs> for for I, anyone who may have that question. Our answers are, should I stop drinking? Should I stop oh. texting him? Should I stop... Trusting. <laughs> should I stop texting her? Should I stop drinking coffee? The answer coffee? that is yes. Yeah. Should I yes. stop taking birth control? No. Well, depends. Should I stop contributing to my 401k? No. <laughs> should I stop breastfeeding? Should I stop eating meat? And should I stop being a vegetarian? Hmm. Should I stop being a vegetarian? It's funny how a lot of those came along, came around food and, and, and drink consumption, I guess. Just consumption in general. Yeah. Okay, that was a really short Sad. round. We'll do one more very quickly. Okay. Okay. Is it fun to be a... Blonde. No. What? But that said there are two ways to spell blonde, so maybe it was the wrong one. Well, we'll, we'll wait till the end. Yeah. And we'll count it as a win if it is. Is it fun to um, be in the Navy? No. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it fun to be a celebrity? I'll try to... I'll Ooh, use nice. an umbrella term because if I said like an actor, it would be like, oh, well, maybe actress will show up. So I'm just saying celebrity. Sadly, no. It'll probably be a specific celebrity. Is it fun to be a a cat? Maybe? No? Okay. Is it fun to be we are terrible. A, a barista? What? A lawyer? A teacher, a pilot, a nurse, a doctor, a dentist, a vet, a police officer, and a programmer. Okay, who? What are four-year-olds doing this survey? I don't know. I mean, yeah. That is horrible. That is the worst list we've heard so far. That really All professions. is. Exactly. We need another round. I think we should do yep. another round. That's not fair. One more. I call shenanigans. I think so. Okay. Oh, here we go. This one's got to be good. What happens if you microwave? A gremlin. No, obviously I won't what? put that in. Yeah, what happens if you microwave? Dot, dot, dot. So I'd say, like, you'd put in something odd. Cell phone. Oh. Cell phone. A cell phone? Cell phone. Okay. Okay. A cell phone. No, what is going on? Watch. It'll, it'll, it'll be, like, it's iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> uh, what? What? When I microwave, oh god, there was a whole. I don't want to say it because I'll have to kick my own ass. But there was a horrible, horrible movie that put a cat in there. Yeah, I know the one. Um. Oh uh, god, I can't even say it, even if it is number one. Uh, metal. Metal. Oh, coming in at number three, eight thousand points. Whoop. Um, you know, I, I think you might be right. I think it could be a cat. As horrible as it is, I think you might be right. Well, there was um, a couple of teenage girls in Maine a couple of years ago who were trying to make a vine where they microwave a cat. What and 
they Humane Society got involved. They lost custody of the cat. They're not allowed to own a cat ever again. And then the cat um, did end up getting microwaved for all of like three seconds. Um, but mm. the cat is okay, and it was adopted. Good. Yeah, oh, was good. not impressed with that. If anyone has their, the these mindset. girls' addresses, I will personally kick their ass because that makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, I, I don't understand their mindset. I should go to jail for that, honestly. Anyway, what happens if you microwave? Um, oh, what is uh, al- aluminium or aluminum? I think you guys oh. say. Yeah, that that's a metal, but um, maybe. We'll give it a go. No, okay. The Brits also say al- aluminium as well, so it's aluminium. Just yeah. It like I have, I have to think about that one. <laughs> oh, God, something beyond. Oh God. Uh, we have egg. An egg. Okay. All right. Hey, number two. Nicely done. Okay. Is it safe to microwave? The word isn't safe, right? It's like, it, what is it what, again? What happens if you microwave? Oh, what happens? Yeah. Okay, what happens if you microwave? Uh, crap, never mind. I thought I had If we no, microwave don't crap? crap? No. No, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, what happens if you microwave? Oh, wow, my mind just went completely blank. Hmm. What happens if you microwave a tablet? Tablet. No, the answers are, number one, of course, a cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have cookie dough. Yeah, I know, right? A spoon. Weed. (laughs) 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 An iPhone. What happens if you microwave nothing? What happens if you microwave dry ice? What happens if you microwave fire? I think they're valid questions. What happens, like, what happens if you microwave nothing? Is that an existential question? (laughs) (laughs) Was there, if there was nothing in the microwave, did it actually microwave? There is no microwave. There is no microwave. (laughs) All right, Joey, we have come to the end of our most fantabulous episode yet. So could you tell us a little bit about um, your YouTube channel and your graphic design company, your first novel, all of that? Hello. All the things. things. (laughs) All right. So as I've mentioned before, um, I, I'm, I'm still working on the abridged series for the Tomb Raider streams, um, which I'm both happy and sad that it, there's going to be a three-week uh, stint where Felicia is not doing any Twitch streaming, um, but that also gives me an opportunity to catch up with doing the abridged episodes for uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, which I'm still working on. I actually have a couple of episodes in the can. I just don't want to release them until I have a bunch so that I can release them, you know, periodically on a certain timetable. That's just how I am. That's actually, I, cause what happens is I take a lot of mentality and the way that, um, say like 
a TV show the way that they do. Like, yeah, we have to get, you know, five episodes, you know, in the can done complete 100% before, you know, anything goes into air so that we have time to, you know, keep going and doing more stuff. Um, that's kind of my mentality on it too. So that way, like that way I always have something to release. Even if I'm like, uh, today I'm not feeling it. I'm going to go, do, I'll do editing tomorrow. I'm just kind of like, you know, sleep. <laughs> um, but I am, I am still working on them. I'm currently working on them right now. And you can find my channel, uh, Joey Couture on YouTube and Twitter. I am at Joey Couture underscore. Um, I'm also working on two novels at the same time because that's just how my brain decided, decided to work. It was like, hey, you have two ideas and you can't focus on one, so you'll have to work on both at the same time. Um, so I'm, I, I'm not spoiling anything, but um, it has involved me doing a lot of uh, Japanese folklore research and a lot of European folklore research. Um, so that should give you a, a hint towards some things um, as to what's happening in these novels. Uh, or, or maybe, or at least gets, at least gets your, your neurons going and firing, like, ooh, what are the possibilities? Uh, other than that, um, like I said, I've also uh, gotten back into World of Warcraft. I'm on the Proudmore server, and the guild that I'm in, which is open and accepting accepting to everybody, is Gamers United. That's G-A-Y-M-E-R. Um, for anybody that wanted to make sure that they were looking for it, right? Um, so it, you don't have to to you know be gay to join. You can be you know straight, you know bisexual, questioning, transgender. It doesn't matter. Just as so long as you're a good person, that's what matters, and that you you know help other guildies where it matters and that you're you're nice and you're not you know harassing anybody like a troll um and they it's not just on the alliance side they do have a a horde side that if you wanted to play horde you can play horde as well um we do recommend though that you that because curse has this really cool add-on it's called Greenwall, and Greenwall allows you to um, talk in guild chat across other guilds that are connected to yours. So, like, if you had to branch off into, you know, more than one, it allows you to connect all of them together within that chat. And if you don't have it installed, you could be missing out on some great conversation. So, um, so there's that. And I, th I think really that's about it, I think. Awesome. Well, Blair, tell us a little bit about your debut as the goblin shaman yeah i uh i've been talking about it for the last little while but uh my episodes have now aired for uh the goblin shaman and basic adventuring 101 you can find it at basic adventuring 101.com on youtube under kate golem productions uh i'm in episodes three and four uh four just aired this week so that's uh probably the wrap on me but maybe not you never know but uh, I, had a, I had a great time doing this, and, and uh, hopefully I get to do it again soon. And uh, no, it was, it was an incredible experience. I absolutely loved it. I made a lot of great friends down there. And for those of you who are familiar with uh, Momo, Momo O'Brien, uh, her character just uh, showed up at the end of episode four. So she'll be 
she'll be a character that you get to see, uh, you know, for the second half of the season. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are fans of hers. And um, so I know they're really excited about that. So check it out, Basic Adventuring 101. And uh, hope you guys are enjoying it because uh, we, we had a great time making it for you. Um, in terms of everything else, at Blair Beverage, uh, on the Twitters, at Hoopod, at Webisode Watch. Uh, Facebook, I got, uh, I'm on there. You can find me. There's not too many of me. So I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in Toronto. And uh, yeah, say hello, drop a line. And if you want to be on WhoPod, send us an email at humanpodcast. That's humanpodcast at gmail.com. One other thing that I am going to start teasing now, I'm going to be going down to San Diego Comic-Con in a couple weeks, which is really exciting. Um, I may have made up a t-shirt or two with the Hoopod logo on it. And if you see me wearing it, I will have a microphone on me and I'm going to be doing short little interviews with anyone who wants to come up and say hi. So come on over. It's going to be two or three questions. They're going to be randomly chosen out of a bag or something. And we'll have a short little interview. And when I come back, I'll put them all together and we'll put that out as a kind of a special release podcast, if you will. So that's that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, fantastic. Anybody idea. who wants to sponsor me to go to San Diego Comic Con, by the way, <laughs> just you know, right into the show. You know, I would totally love to go. Even if I didn't get in there, you know, I would love to go to the offsite geek and sundry party. Absolutely. You know, like that, that's yeah. Kind of, that's... So anybody anybody that wants to, you know, sugar daddy my way there, by all means, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that geek and sundry party, they they haven't announced that it. it's usually on a Friday night and it's usually at a bar called Jolton Joe's. Um, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most. And that's the thing that I wish I could have been at for the last couple of years. The Geek and Sundry panel um, is actually going to be on the Thursday, about an hour and a half after I land. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the convention in time to be able to get there, but maybe I'll get lucky. Who knows? Because I have to still pick up my pass. But um, yeah, they got the Geek and Sundry panel is, uh, tw- is Thursday at noon. Um, in the Indigo Ballroom, I believe. And uh, then the offsite, the Carnival, which is um, something. This year it's going to be summer camp themed, I think I read. And it's, it's, it's an offsite location that both Geek and Sundry and Nerdist do together. So these are like two, they're like the mega powers coming together. So that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I really can't wait. So jealous. <laughs> Next year. Next, next year. year. Next year. Well, uh, well, that pretty much does it for us. You can find me on Twitter, Tis Thunder. Please drop me a line. I love to chat. I love to look at geeky things. Um, yeah, that pretty much does it. So thank you so much, as usual, to Blair and to our guest <coughs> slash co-host, Joey. Book. I was getting Book. to... Book. Book and Book. Honey Roast. Like, what oh, are you doing? Oh, I my God. Need, I don't need to worry about this my girl. book. Seriously, we need to get her an assistant. <laughs> Do you know that both Tierland's books on Amazon are rated at four and a half stars? Both of them. Except both for... Broken Dolls and Shattered Girls. Broken Dolls does have one one star review, though, which made me laugh so much when I saw it. Because the reason for the one star rating was um, apparently it has bad language. Now, <laughs> I, I didn't know that damn was considered, you know, an, an I offense. I think you might be getting trolled. I think that person's like... It's, she just said, damn, you know, troll her. No, I, I did kind of stalk her because I was so fascinated by it. <laughs> and, and apparently... Oh, I, I'm reading it right now. I know. Sad right. that an 11-year-old child swears. I know. Okay, let me call you out, Donna. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are is, out there, no. I know, 
but the thing is, I'm not even special because she does this to everyone. If you have a look at all her reviews, they all say things like, oh, language. Oh, bad language, except for all the Christian books that say things like, oh, this is the best book I've ever read. So, so um, I think you've already found your, tar- your, your audience right there. Pretty <laughs> like, much. Why are you reading a book about this? If you're- <laughs> anyway, anyway. Oh, it made me laugh. So, but yeah, fine. So go to Amazon and and buy Tyrolyn's books, both Broken Dolls and Shattered Girls, and and the future books yet to come, and perhaps some other books that I am missing. Yeah, no, I just have a, a lame self-published book, Dumb Luck. Dumb Luck. No. What's Dumb Luck? No, it, I wrote it when I was Ooh. fifteen, published it when I was eighteen, and it's terrible. So please don't look at it. Stacy Hopkins had everything most girls only ever dreamed of: popularity. When her best friends moved to another school and bet that Stacy wouldn't make one single friend if she were to enroll, everything goes downhill. There's another. There's also another catch: her best friends are going to act as if they'd never met Stacy. We just had a crossover with Welcome <laughs> to Night Vale and Who Pod. There you go. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll end it with that. Yeah, so Tierlin got me into Welcome to Night Vale. Um, a lot of my friends are into this, and um, Tierlin is the one who finally pushed me over, talking to me about how amazing it is, and not just good, but amazing. Yes, and, there and I you have, are. And I have to admit that I, I, I'm also really enjoying it. So that, that I'll use it as my goodbye. But uh, Tierlin, back to you. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. So thank you so much. Any last words, Joey? Um. Well, don't forget also that. If you are not the kind of person that would uh, prefer to have somebody roast you in such a negative way, there's also this really cool experiment that Tierlin is doing called Honey Roast, where you post a picture of yourself with a little sign that says, Honey Roast Me, uh, especially like if you're having like a really bad day or you just need like something to like uplift you, and people post positive things uh, about you or for you, because um, it because roasting, I mean, it's one thing when you do that, like, you know, on your birthday, like if you have like a birthday roast. But it's a, it's another thing when, when people do it constantly to other people, like all the time, especially through an online platform. It starts to really like eat away at you. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Good night, humans. Good night. <laughs> oh, bye for now. Ha, ha, ha.